Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Web Coach Live podcast. I'm so excited to be in the pod with you and sharing with you my life's experience, people's experiences, and it's just going to be a wonderful show. And we're going to do it for 52 weeks at least, maybe more, depending on how you share this out. If you love an episode, share it. If you hate an episode, share it. Say, go listen to that crazy lady on Web Coach Live because we really need your shares. We're going to be on several different platforms, podcast platforms, so please be looking for us, but you can always find us at webcoachlive.com. There will also be a blog with links for all of our guests who appear on the show with us. Sometimes we will have guests, sometimes we will have co-hosts, and sometimes it will just be me, or one of our guests may be interviewing me. So we're going to have a really live show. It's just not for women. It's for men. It's for young. It's for old. I think you're really going to like um, how we've laid the podcasts out and how they'll continue to be laid out. So a little bit about how I got into podcasting. Well, the name of this podcast is called Who Listens to 20-Year-Olds? Not very many people. I do. I have two 20-year-old granddaughters, and they are my inspiration for this podcast. My 22-year-old, or my 22-year-old, one's 23, one's 20, um, are truly inspirational because as young women, they both have successful online businesses. And this is why we should listen to 20 and 30-year-olds, because there are 20 and 30-year-olds today that are becoming millionaires, learning how to make six and seven figures online legitimately using the web, um, the web or the internet and using different apps. And they really know how to use social media. They know what's trending. They know what's going on. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal to sit down and talk to young people who are really into it. And so that's my two granddaughters, not bragging, Although I do have bragging rights because they're beautiful young women. But more importantly is they kept saying to me, Gadgy, you know so much. What 20-year-olds ever tell you you know anything, especially if you're older than them? And you need to be sharing it. And you've had so many life experiences and you've done so many great things. You should be writing books about it. You should be developing, um, um, I want to say like schools or webinars, but that's not it. And this is going to be live and I'm not even going to cut this out because I'm not going by notes. I have a full, a couple of bullet points, but other than that, I really always want to just speak from the heart unless I'm interviewing someone. And so tonight, I guess we're kind of interviewing me. So I guess I can just trip over my words. I don't know. What do you think? Let me know your feedback. So I couldn't do the books. I tried. It was too much. And then my 23-year-old granddaughter says, Gadget Love, you should just do podcasting. Podcasting you would just be so good at. So I'm like, okay. So then the other one comes to visit. She's like, I love the idea of podcasting. Why aren't you doing it yet? So we started working on doing the podcast. So that's where we are today. So who listens to 20-year-olds? I listen to 20-year-olds. I think there's a lot to be said on the subject, and we're certainly going to discuss it. And I hope that both of them either host the show one day, come on as a guest or co-host with me, because it would be a blast to have them on. And so girls, this podcast is for you. So my one granddaughter says, 
I want you to list everything that you have ever done and put it into a list and then kind of explain it out for your first episode. So I think she thinks she's going to be one of my producers. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure she'll tell me she's coming in a couple of weeks or maybe she'll text me as soon as she hears this on Monday. So a list, I thought, a list. Well, first I thought she might be heckling me because of some of the things I've done. But then I realized that she just wants me to share my experience out. She wants the world to see me in how she looks at me through her own eyes. And so I think that's great. So by the way, I have two other grandchildren, another granddaughter and a grandson who I absolutely adore. So I want to give them a shout out. And I have a new little granddaughter that's going to be due the 1st of February. And so we are super excited about that little bundle of joy. And so that's kind of a little bit about me. The more um, as we go through the list, I'll talk about other things in um, my family that may surprise you and may not surprise you at all. So topping the list at the first job I ever had was babysitting. I don't know if you can call that a job. Some of us babysit our whole lives. If, and you all know what I mean, male or female, we all could be babysitters. But my actual legitimate job um, was at Photomat. And that was a, like a kiosk that was out in a parking lot where people would go and they would drop off their 35 millimeter, their 125 or their 110 film. And it would get developed and the next day they could drive up and pick it up. And that's what I did. And I became a senior photo mate. And from there, I went on to something that would impact my life for the rest of my life, but I wouldn't know it then. Um, I went to work for September's Lady, which was a um, body wrapping slash tanning salon. And they did have a couple of exercise classes. I was in sales and I just kind of learned about the business. I left there after a few years and I went to the barter exchange. And this would have been late 70s, early 80s. And this is where people got together from all walks of life and they traded their skills for other skills to get what they needed done. It was very interesting. I got paid commissions. I loved the job. I got to meet lots of people and it was just interesting. And then, let's have a drum roll, I got married, and I raised the kids who aren't really the kids. Oh, and there is one that is a a real one. It all turned out to be three beautiful boys who I love and adore. And not the family, and the family you'll hear a lot about in this podcast because it's kind of a joke, and so we joke about it. And... They're wonderful, and they are married to three wonderful, beautiful women. But I just wanted to throw that in because they know I love you. So that's a little bit about my family, my boys. Of course, we're all going to be talking about them in the future. But let's get to the list because my granddaughter is just sitting on the edge of her seat. She can't wait for me to keep going on the list. So now I'm a mother. My husband and I decide that we're going to start a publishing company. And it was going to be called Dynamic Designs. And we did a lot of yellow page advertising with U.S. West Direct and Donnelly Publishing. And in those days, um, the salesman would just give you a basic 
what he needed, and then we would design the ad to go in the phone book. Many people don't even know or remember phone books, but yes, that's what we used to do. And along with that, we owned a sign company in Arizona and in Utah. We also had billboard company in Utah and Arizona. Now, those companies are now all all sold. However, a lot of people still think I own the the billboard company in uh, or, um, Utah. I do not check the sign on the billboard. I'm not that person anymore. I haven't owned that company in several, several years. So fast forward to um, after the um, publishing advertising, then I started to get into brand development and trademarks and franchising and private label. I started my own tanning salons and my tanning salons were all unmanned, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I'm gonna tell you about the first one because the first one starts it all. So my husband was building because we were in the sign business, this great big, huge garage that was bigger than my house on our property. And he said, well, you know, if anything ever goes wrong, we always have the garage to come back to. We can do signs out of here. We can run our business out of here. Um, him and one of my sons had a photography business that they were experimenting with, so they had a dark room. And I said, I want a tanning bed. I said, I just want to tan the neighborhood and my friends. I really don't want to develop it into anything. But I want to have a tanning bed and a bathroom, a really nice one, skylight, part of the building. I want to have part of the building for myself. So he said, okay, and so he got me a super deluxe tanning bed, made me a beautiful, beautiful salon and part of the garage, and it had a door, and I was just expecting a few people who I could give keys to, and, you know, I'd make a couple hundred dollars. I had no idea where this business was going to go and how successful it would become and how many people would try and copycat me. I mean, literally, I had no idea in the beginning. So the first problem that arose um, is I needed some kind of security system because a lot of people just heard about it and they were calling me up left and right. And in those days, we still had phones, not even cell phones yet. And they wanted to tan at the salon. So we ended up getting a keypad where you could put different combos of um, numbers for everyone. And then we had a special kind of um, um, printer that let us know when somebody entered into the salon. So the second they put their code in, it would notify us in the house. There was also an intercom, a wireless intercom system that went from the salon into the house. So they could buzz the house if they needed anything because this big monstrosity of a building was not attached to my house. It was next door. So anyway, that lasted for about three months. And every morning I would wake up to get my kids ready for school and all you would see is all the Mercedes Benz out front and all the Audis and all the vans because all the moms would meet there and they would talk, 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 talk because their kids were still asleep or their nannies were getting them ready for um, school or whatever, but they were there tanning. So now I needed to have a waiting room because I had a couple of chairs in the hallway, but nothing. So then I took up more of the garage. And then I said, oh, by the way, let's add another bed because I can see that I'm going to need two beds because I got all these women sitting there talking and waiting to tan and visit. And so then I installed a water system so they could have hot tea or um, cold water while they were waiting. And um, then, of course, they had to clean their own bed, and we had rules. 
And if they didn't clean their own bed, and there was always towels for them to use and goggles, always in fresh water, if they didn't tan their bed, they couldn't tan there anymore. And everybody was awesome about it. And and if somebody didn't tan or didn't clean their bed, trust me, they all um, told on each other. And I could see by the code who was not following the rules. And we had quite a little list and liability was taking care of everything like that. And I even left lotion, little cups of lotion um, in the rooms. And if they told me to leave a tanning um, a bottle of lotion out, I would leave it for them under the sink or um, in the bathroom. There was some shelves that I could actually leave um, the lotion with their name on it. And then I had a drop-through um, box that went there was like an envelope where you could just, like a mailbox where you could just drop in your letter. Well, they could just drop in their money and leave it for me. And um, that's how we took care of the lotion. So that was in the garage. Well, we soon outgrew that. And so then I wanted a bronze and beautiful room. And what this room was is where we could do makeup and skincare, okay? Because right off the bat, I seen that we needed skincare in the tanning industry. I mean, not that they didn't have it, but I wanted to brand my own products for my own salon because I never thought I was going to leave the garage, okay? So we added the bronze and beautiful room so and another tanning bed. So now we had three tanning beds, a waiting room, a, a nice bathroom, and a bronze and beautiful room, which we did makeup parties in. We did wedding parties. We had all kinds of different parties, and everybody loved the bronze and beautiful room. And we had our own line um, of tanning lotions, body lotions, body scrubs, and then we, which I don't want to endorse, but we did have a makeup line in there. And then we let several different people who were selling different makeup lines come in and have parties and rent that out because it exposed the salon. So then I had my friend move to Ely, and she decided that she wanted one of these. So we put the first one in the ground in Ely, Nevada. And uh, that's how we got started. And then right after Ely, we put one in the ground um, from our house and left the garage because we'd outgrown it and we needed a couple of leg tanners and more beds. And we needed a skin studio. So that's just kind of how it all started. And then from there, we just, everybody who tanned at the salon thought it was such a great idea because, and we'd also upgraded the security system to where now you had a card. So you just swiped a card, and you could swipe the bed to tan. And once you um, swiped the card, the bed wouldn't turn on again. So um, that was good. But it was a, still the same concept. You had to clean your own bed. That doesn't mean the salon was ever dirty, because it wasn't. But anyway, that's just one of the many stories that you're going to hear more about and how we franchised out. And then i got to get through the list, though, so we'll have to come back to it. So I thought you... I, and today you could still do that. You could still do something like that and um, be a success at it. I trademarked everything. I trademarked the name Bronzer Booty. I trademarked the logos because it, it used to say Bronzer Booty at Bronze Beauty. Um, some of the tanning franchises turned into be tan 24-7 instead of Bronzer Booty, which was fine with me. And um, the skin studios... They had to have a skin studio in all of them. Then we also got into um, mobile um, sunless, spray-on sunless. And then we also developed Kiss It Sunless body um, tanning lotion. And then 
2008 and 2010 happened. And so um, that kind of ended the ride. However, it was a great ride, and I never regret it. It was an 18-year um, career that I met so many different people. I had the experience of a lifetime to be able to work when I wanted, take my kids with me. They helped me um, put salons together, to put beds together. They learned all about the franchise business. They learned about business. I'll never regret that time. Then I decided I wanted to try network marketing. And one of the reasons why is because of my salon, and I don't want to name again the um, network marketing company, just simply because I made money at it while I was in the salon and I'm no longer in that company. However, I love their products still to this day. My husband's like, why don't you get back into network marketing? You were making great money in the salons. I had no idea what I was making because I was just sharing a weight, weight loss product. So I went looking and I went on a weight or a network marketing journey that we will talk about. I ended up getting sued. I ended up winning. We will be looking forward to telling those stories, but back to network marketing. It's not a scam. It's hard work, just like anything else, just like podcasting. You have to put in the time. I absolutely believe 110% of the power of network marketing. And who knows, maybe I'll get into it again. But right now, I'm just into podcasting and talking to people about interesting subjects. Now you know a little bit about me. Oh, and the lightest thing before the podcasting was, and before the pandemic was, I was an Uber driver. So I have lots of stories to tell you about Ubering. That's just about your host, Web Coach Live, Gadget Love. That's how my kids want me to be, use my name. And so that's what I'm going to do. So this is Web Coach Live slash Gadget Love signing off. I'm glad you're listening. Please share out our podcast and let me know how I did for my first podcast. I know I kind of jumped over my words a little and but we're going to work on that. And hopefully um, our producer, Bompy, will be able to um, um, oh my goodness, it's just because I'm tired. And I want to bring enthusiasm because I don't want to just sound monotone. I actually really, really want you to know the person that I am. And so with that, it's Web Coach Live signing off slash Gadget Love. Loves you all. Thank you. Please share the podcast out and we'll look for you every Monday as that's when it's going to upload. And we want to get your feedback and hear what you think. Mm-hmm.